Howdy folks, this is HedgePod, a podcast about how our mass media reinforces the cultural hegemony of the ruling class. I'm Jack. I'm Nova. I'm Athena. And uh, we are leftists here, and what I mean by that is that we have really uh, radical worldviews like that nobody should live in poverty. Um, what we do here on the show is is we watched we've been watching uh, sitcoms and we may we may venture into other media uh, later on, but um, we've been kind of commenting on how cultural hegemony uh, is is present in all of our entertainment media, and we've been using sitcoms as an example to do that. Got a couple of content warnings for y'all. Uh, one, we talk about animal death, and uh, we also talk about non-consensual touching again. Um, before we get started, though, I kind of want to talk to you a little bit about something that I've been reading, uh, and it's it's called the Overton Window of Discourse. So this is sort of related in that it's an illustration of what is acceptable in our society, and uh, cultural hegemony is a lot about that. So what the Overton Window of Discourse is, it's it's the Overton Window is named after a guy named Joseph P. Overton that developed this, this concept um, in the 90s in this brochure that he developed for a, a, a think tank that he worked for in Michigan. But basically, he described a, a spectrum, not to be confused with the you know political spectrum that you see memes of and stuff, but this spectrum of ideas of, he described them as what's more free or less free, but essentially what it is is an idea of how acceptable uh, uh, an, uh, an idea is or um, pu- a public idea. And it... It kind of has been commented on over the years by different people and, and different analysts. It's a relatively recent um, concept that's been developed. But So basically what it's looking at is that you have this window of things that are acceptable, or that, go, that range from unacceptable or unthinkable to radical to acceptable, sensible, popular, and then they become policy. And you can kind of think of this sort of where our policies are right in the middle of the Overton window, and if you can look at it, you can look at it left or right, you can look at it top or down. But the idea is that our policies are the reality. They're what we live in now. And as you stray away from that, you get further and further into the territory of the unthinkable. And one of the things that helps drive that Overton window is cultural hegemony and the, the things that we watch and consume in entertainment media. So you can kind of think of this window as sort of a... Uh, an acceptable space of things that we can talk about. Like, I mean, we wouldn't, we've never, you know, have cannibalism or something like that. It's just like a universally unthinkable sort of thing to discuss openly. But, you know, there are other things that have entered into that unthinkable range and the window has sort of shifted uh, one way or the other to kind of make those things more acceptable ideas. And that's something that we talk about a lot. But but the Overton window is something that's kind of been coming up a lot more in, in recent um, discussions about policy making and uh, different decisions regarding our culture and the way that our our uh, the way that we think the way that popular policies are developed. So I just want to introduce you to that idea before we get started. Uh, Nova, what show are we getting started on today? All right, uh, this is uh, Malcolm in the Middle, um, and it is a show that I remember as having you know really good uh, politics. Uh, really good writing, um, you know, interesting stories, interesting characters. Uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of shows that we're going to look at that are going to be terrible, and uh, there's going to be a, some shows that we look at that uh, we like and that are good. And uh, 
I think they, this is going to be one, but, you know, obviously nothing's perfect. So, and we can look at this and see what kind of messages uh, we can find in it. So, this episode is Lois's Makeover. It's uh, season three, episode 10. I'm really excited to watch this, too, because I'm like you. I've always thought that they had good politics, but I know I tend to look back at stuff that I watched as a, as a kid or growing up with rose tinted glasses. So. So we got. Did we have spaghetti or Chinese food Thursday? Those of you who don't know, uh, Malcolm in the Middle is a story of no Lois and Hal, who are the parents, and they've they've got four boys. Uh, Malcolm being the middle of the th of the three that live with them, but they have an older one that's actually in military school. Yeah. And uh, later seasons, they have a baby too. So I always kind of identified with the the show because I I was also from a working class family with. Uh, five kids in it and uh i was the oldest and i wound up joining the military at 17 oh so uh that's you kind of identify with francis the one that's in military yep. school yep. <laughs> right I, I i think i kind of identified with malcolm a lot i was kind of in gifted programs and stuff like that growing up and i wasn't in the middle i was the oldest kid in my bunch but a lot of the struggles that malcolm has he's a very insecure kid and a lot of that is kind of developed by this idea that he everyone tells him he's smart you know so he has this ridiculous like expectations to live up to and i think a lot of us have gone through that so we've got All right so they're they've got um their secret shopper evaluations lois works in it like a grocery store and um you know secret shoppers go and kind of review their you know, they they act as shoppers and then they'll like review the people who they were shopping with i think they wound up getting rid of a lot of this stuff when like yelp came out oh yeah personal hygiene was questionable wow <laughs> what does that actually mean <laughs> i mean i like i don't know what's like um your beard's untrimmed uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I got you. Hey, uh, they did this joke again later, years later in uh, uh, Modern Family. Oh, right, right, yeah. We <laughs> we just did covered that one. The uh, dad dunking on the kid. <laughs> yeah. There's like several episodes of sitcoms that talk about how like that's a rite of passage and then like it's a big deal when you finally defeat the father. Mm. Yeah, it's weird because I never had that. I never had any kind of competitiveness with my dad. So. I, me either. I didn't right. either and it got me in trouble a lot. Because <laughs> like, I was uh, a girl playing basketball growing up and uh, which is basically the closest thing to a contact sport if you're a girl growing up and Southeast Oklahoma. <laughs> mm. Well, I mean, I, 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 my dad played basketball with me. He kind of taught me to play, and I, I played in grade school. But my dad was like, uh, you know, a football guy. But he's also, you know, he's like me. Like, it's, it's not really about the competition. If there's a, if you can cooperate, like if you can play on the same team, why would you want to play against each other? And that, I really respect my dad for that way of thinking. But, but also. Uh, I found out after I got out of the house and moved out into the quote-unquote real world, a lot of people don't really think that way. They they like to compete with each other. They like to be competitive. And So 
Uh, um, Francis, at the if I remember correctly, at the end of the second season, start of the third, actually escaped from the military school, and uh, at this point he's off. I think in like Alaska or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like moves to Alaska. Camp. Yeah, he escapes to Alaska, and he's at a logging camp. Yeah, with his other uh, military school escapee friends that went with him. <laughs> so there's some a, impressive biting. So they're chasing a rat. They found a rat in the cabin, and Francis killed it with a chair. Yep. It it's saying like the the like the rat went under the chair and either bit through the chair and made it collapse. No, no, the, or the chair the was chair, that bad. The chair was that bad and collapsed okay. under it. Okay. Uh, I like my joke better. So. So Lois's uh, co-worker Craig. Ugh. Appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Unwanted touching. There it is again. Add that to the list for. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Oh, now she's she's giving excuses for why she looks slovenly to the. And it's so sad because like Lois is so attractive. Like she like like. I can't imagine any. Like, I don't know. That's aside the point. Oh God! Oh the uh, flashback! Here it is. Oh my God! <laughs> so, tell us what was happening there, Athena. She went to someone who likes makeup and was like, "I need a makeover," mm-hmm. which is like, if you're the tomboyish type, quote unquote, and you go to someone, you're like, "I need a makeover." They're just so happy. It's like, oh, I've been waiting for this day. Yeah. And that's the hilarious thing in this. Lois is already wearing makeup. She's got pigtails. She's wearing earrings. Like, <laughs> like what, what are we, what are we going to gain out of this, you know? But, or you could be pretty. Yeah, or you could be pretty, yeah. I run a house. I work 38 hours a week, and they think I should look like some supermodel just to ring up some guy's rash ointment? Mm. Hell yes. <laughs> Come on, Lois. <Lewis>. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my boyfriend freaked when I got my driver's license. Wait, why? Why did the boyfriend freak when she got the driver's license? Oh, man. Presumably because he's sexist. <sighs> she looks like... Uh, Maybe he's from Saudi Arabia. She looks like Mimi from uh, Drew Carey show now. Mm. But it looks like Hal is into it. He's getting ravenous. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh. Cut to uh the aftermath in the bedroom, and Lois seeming really disappointed. Yikes! <laughs> I mean. I, and, like, and that's the thing too. Is it's like there's also like different styles, in yeah. my opinion. And some people can pull off styles a little bit different yeah. than others and stuff. And if you get someone who doesn't quite understand that and goes at it from their own style and puts that... Because I kind of went through the same thing with my cousin one time. Mm. Um, I, I, I kind of felt a little bit more like a doll afterwards, and I was just very uh-huh. uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, I mean, you see that all the time with people you know, trying to do their hair a certain way. And it's like a lot of... People have different types of hair, too. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. why doesn't my hair do this? Why doesn't my hair spring like this? Or why doesn't it hold like that? 
and it's like you you gotta kind of just like take your hair in the direction that it wants to go. Same, I, I would say the same applies. It's like with a makeup. bonsai tree. Treat your hair like a bonsai tree. <laughs> and and clearly in this in, in this instance, Lois was you know she got the doll makeup put on. So, all right, we're back at Francis. Did they learn teamwork though? That's nice. You know what this reminds me of, uh, and this is going to be out of left field a little bit, but it reminds me of the classic uh, Mickey Mouse cartoon where he uh, was the guy who killed the fly, and then they hire him to be the giant uh, killer because he killed seven in one blow. Uh-huh. I don't know that. I'm not familiar with that one. I've only seen that one like a few times. Yeah. So we're back with uh, Hal playing basketball with the boys, and Dewey just like makes his, his classic shot that they displayed earlier. Dewey's being the, the littlest kid. He's probably, what, yeah. eight or something in this nine? Yeah. But he's just making it every time. They pass it to Dewey, and he's laying it up. Yeah, this should have been <laughs> nice, though, because like, they like, learn to overcome the obstacle through teamwork. Right. I like that. Yeah. But and then he, the dad was mean. And, and Dewey is the cutest kid, too, man. Like He's got the, those little ears and the hair, and it's just like... He looks so harmless, and <laughs> they they toss him the ball, and he just puts it up and just sits there, kind of like has this little smug smile. <laughs> now Hal's pulling out all the stops. He's <laughs> which is it's so funny, man. Like I can't imagine my dad like doing this. I mean, I can a little bit, but like. My my dad wouldn't even pick up a basketball. He was not an athletic person. I guess I should say is not an athletic. My, person. my dad wants to be an athletic person. So bad he wants to. He just really. So we're back with Francis. They're trying to get the rat out of the hole. Fun fact: This was my job at our power plant in Afghanistan. Rat rat duty. One of the things, one of the many things I did is yeah, I was the one who. Uh, got and maintained the uh the mouse traps because we had a bad mouse infestation once and you had to get rid of them oh. uh because otherwise they would attract uh snakes and every snake species in afghanistan's venomous oh uh, and we slept in the same place that the power plant was uh so we couldn't we had to get rid of the, the mice because otherwise we'd have you know vipers coming in where yeah, we slept no kidding and uh, wow. uh i ordered I didn't like glue traps because I think they're inhumane. So mm. I ordered snap traps off Amazon. Killed uh, 130 mice. Oh my gosh. We'll put that in the content yeah. warning. <laughs> dead, dead mice. <Yeah. laughs> I, I used to have pet rats. So, I, like, ever since I had them. Oh, me too. I it, love rats. I love mice. But It, it just, uh, like, just, it, it just changed my, my perspective on them completely, you know? But you don't want vipers in your bed. I get that. Everyone's treating her differently now that she looks uh, different, has the makeup. Yeah. It's horrifying her. <laughs> right. There's also this whole thing, too, of, like, if you're, like, classically pretty, then you don't have to work. And I actually had to deal with that growing up. Like, my dad would, like, pressure me. It's like, you should like makeup and stuff because then you don't have to. You'll actually get jobs yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Man. So it's like another, a whole other dimension to the whole thing. See, I mean, I, I didn't have to deal with that sort of thing growing up, that sort of pressure. Or, you know, it's like there's pressure to be 
there's pressure to be pretty in your workplace and then there's pressure to be pretty so that you don't have to work so hard. That's it's wild. So what is this guy talking about? He's he's talking about like some extra sinister rat, I think. Uh so far Francis has found that he's actually really good at being a rat catcher. Mm -hmm. So this is like the legendary rat. Yeah. <laughs> this guy has is like has two glassy eyes and is sitting in an old booth in the corner. It's kind of like an old pirate yeah. tale, like the guy with the black spot sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean <laughs> gags per minute here and in terms of hegemony. We've spent <laughs> three quarters of the time so far talking about basketball and rat killing. So, like, <laughs> you know, definitely it's so far a lot less problematic stuff, but I think we're making up for it with the lowest storyline. Yeah. I mean, There's, the glorifying uh, the rat killing is a little weird. Well, it's, and in, you know, it is something where if you're in a situation like that, like, I mean, I, I, I do, I love rats, I love mice, I've had pet rats, I've had pet mice, but, you know, you don't like it, but sometimes it's necessary to, to go after them, because they'll attract larger predators, yeah, uh, they will have, like, uh, in Afghanistan, the, the mice were a vector for bubonic plague fleas. Yeah, I was about to say, and, like, you know, and, the, the black uh, plague. Antivirus. Well, rats can, uh, can have 13 babies a week, too, you know, yeah. I mean, like, they'll be, they'll be all over you before you can... Blink, yeah. you know, if you're in a like, in a, I imagine in an Alaskan cabin situation, you know, they might be dealing with something and they, like well, that, you know. And plus, it's you know, it has to be like the, the cabins are going to be the only warm place around, sure. so that's going to attract rodents too, you know. I he mean, as much as I like them, sometimes them it's necessary. So, so Hal hurt his leg, they were playing basketball, and uh, he went. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're saying that he is he hurt his leg because he's insecure about having to go up against them, or that he's like malingering. Yeah. Uh oh, and then now he's like, I, I'm gonna beat, I'm gonna beat you with a broken leg. So. <laughs> All right, so we got creepy Craig. being the employee of the month that he is. Yep. He's going overboard. Welcome. What's... Right there. Right behind Those are leashes. I can direct your attention three inches to the right. <laughs> I want that little hot dog up on top. Anybody who's worked in retail has been here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, what's interesting, were you there for the Reese's? At the at the the movie theater, Jack. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought you were there one time when we went with your family to watch a movie. I was asking for a Reese's, and this uh, person working the thing, she kept like putting her hand all around the other snacks except for the Reese's. It kind of reminded me of that. <laughs> Well, this lady wants one specific instance of a hot dog, like toy hot dog for the dog. <laughs> uh oh. He lost his mind. Now, uh oh. 
they're having a. Who hasn't wanted? <laughs> who among us has not wanted to do that? Who's <laughs> among us? So, yeah, they're just throwing down, and just tossing dog toys at each other in anger. Mm. So she now she's going to turn on the uh, leaning into the doll looks and the charm to try and get out of having to trade days on the schedule with this dude. Now, so, what's frustrating is that you know they um, she catches you know, the writers have her do that instead of just telling the guy no no yeah exactly <laughs> well I mean, oh wait so, no because he'd said he'd close up for her. Instead of, uh, it wasn't like him trying to get her to close for him, so. Well, she got a glimpse of herself in the mirror, too, and was like, had this yeah. look on her face like, I'm disgusted with myself. Why did I do this? Like, she's compromising her, you know, values or whatever. Wow, that was a pretty sweet dunk. <laughs> Al just comes out and <laughs> lays up this dunk, and Dewey catches him in the window and says, Get your sneakers, faker. <laughs> And we got Francis under the house now, under the cabin, looking for the behemoth rat. With a stick. Does that remind you of your days in deployment, Nova? <laughs> if you die killing uh the rats, can I have your pillow? Yeah, nobody died, but if, you know, when someone would leave, uh, rotate out, we would, you know, get all the nice bedding out of, uh, their bunk. I, ha I have upgraded pillows. <laughs> That's a massive trap. He's... And there was a dent in it. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> he, he doesn't want to kill the baby rat, but... You know, they do this in an episode of Always Sunny as well. They kind of explore the whole, Charlie is really good at killing rats, so they make him do it and to the point that he doesn't want to do it anymore. Oh, my gosh. So this would probably give somebody nightmares if they had <laughs> rodentiophobia or whatever. There's rats just flooding the... Very, the uh, very Room 101 from <laughs> yeah. uh, 1984. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Us, <laughs> the the... the the point column was us on the left, Faker on the right. <laughs> and there goes Dewey with his classic layup. Is it a layup still if you're still on the ground? Uh, I don't I don't know. I'm not an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the layup shot, but he's just standing still to do it. I mean, I would say it is, but now you're going to make me look it up. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know anything don't about know. basketball, so... So Hal just like pants Reese, the oldest kid, uh, in order to steal the ball from him. So he's clearly cheating here to get out of getting beat by his boys. So Modern Family really just condensed this gag down into <laughs> five seconds, <Yeah>. didn't they? <laughs> I gotta say, I like the Malcolm in the Middle version better. It's more satisfying to watch. Yep. 
better music. <laughs> they, they made the, <laughs> Malcolm is on Reese's shoulders. Dewey's on Malcolm's shoulders, and they're they're one mega like Megazord man now. <laughs> oh no! So how it goes to dunk on him? Reese punches him in the groin, and he's doubled over, and got the and Reese's got the ball. Pass it up. <laughs> there it is. The meme. The meme. The future is now, old man. <laughs> That's the meme. Oh, Hal lying on the ground. It's, in pain. it's kind of actually a really nice story of teamwork against. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> they rose up. Against the man. <laughs> That's collectivism, man. <laughs> right there. <laughs> oh, so. Demonstration of how sexism impacts women in the workplace. No. Her scores went up. She hasn't really done anything different, but suddenly her performance is better and everything she's doing is better. Yeah. And, oh, man. So there's a there's a job opening in customer service. You don't have to work nights. Your hours are better, raise and pay, but you got you to gotta doll up your appearance a little bit more. Oh, my gosh. He says you're on the right track, but we need to... You just need to doll it up a little bit more. Lois clearly Especially exhausted. with regards to appearance, it's uh, you know a much. It's really imbalanced for women compared to men. But even beyond that, too, as far as getting ahead in the workplace, it's there's so much of it that's presentation over performance, mm. and it's just atrocious. Yeah, it's very real. I mean, like especially if you're in anything that has to do with client outreach uh. or. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> so a guy outside just propositioned her for he thinks that she's a prostitute. I'm gonna go home now. I'm gonna wash my face. And when I come to work tomorrow, I'm gonna do the same extraordinarily good job I've been doing all these years. That was a really good line. My my stream was kind of blocking out a little bit, so we didn't get through, but she basically said, I'm going to come back and do my normal job. I'm going to do it in my 99-cent mascara, and that's going to be it. You're going to have to do oh. it. Oh! Yeah. The last bit there was, so are you going to tell my sister or am I? To oh. the guy who thought... Oh, oh boy. <laughs> she put. She threw on a, a... She was picking up laundry. She threw on a, one of the boys' caps backwards and then how got the same ravenous look and yeah. uh, you know attacked her <laughs> which that's a common theme in this show too is that which i really like about this show they have a very you know open loving relationship and you know yeah. it the common trope of like uh i'm gonna punch my wife in the face like that they don't have that in malcolm in the middle you know yeah, there's no like i there's no i can't stand my wife or i can't stand yeah. my husband in this way you're like well why are you still together yeah. you right know? right they they are a couple that is genuinely into each other right and it's a, it is a it is a refreshing refreshing change from decades of sitcom yeah. you know <laughs> Yeah, Going back just, to the honeymooners. You're right, the honeymooners. Is that, is that the TV? Because like I'm trying to think of the TV show that always made me cringe. But they like sing the intro, and the woman is kind of screechy when she sings. I can't think of. Oh, you're thinking of uh, All in the Family. Uh, oh, Archie yeah. Bunker and all yeah. Of oh my god, 
I tried watching that when I was a little bit more adventurous when I was younger, mm-hmm. and like, because like, oh well, this is like a this is a famous show, so it should be good, right? Yeah. And um, no, I just like I think I watched one episode and I was like, holy crap, yeah. how is this okay? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's where Rob Reiner and Sally Struthers both got their you know big star times too, and like they're, you know it. I, it is a extremely problematic show. Like, I mean, if we did an episode of that one, it would be just like low hanging fruit left and right, you know. Um, so, <laughs> I, I like this episode. This was good. Even the yeah. even the makeover components, like it display, it, it kind of displayed the problems and addressed them yeah. at the same time. Like this, you said it. There's good it's, politics in this show. The show was good politics. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, they showed, you know, the, the, and unlike with Modern Family, you know, here where the dads, uh, you know, trying to posture against the sons, uh, they don't make it, like, it's not presented as normal or anything. It's like, yeah, you know, this guy's really, you know, screwing up. He shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, he shouldn't be and doing kids, this. And kids, you know, the, the kids punch him in the dick because he's doing it. <laughs> they give him and, a... And, <laughs> you know, they work together. They practice. They do teamwork. You know, it's a, it's a success of... You know, collective action over individual action. You know, yep. bottom up organizing, literally bottom up. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and they and and I love that the the showrunners too give them that victory, like and just leave it that way. And it, it's not it's not overstated, but you know, Hal is left clutching his nuts on the ground, <laughs> like after the boys have you know be- they do literally defeated step this. over him, which is nice and symbolic. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of there's a lot more to unpack there than kind of what you'd see. I think like he. They did. They, they they said, we work as a team. Each one of them had their own strengths. Like, we kind of talked over it yeah. a lot, but Malcolm was sort of had, like, the ball handling thing. Dewey was, you know, had the shot that kept winning them the points, and then Reese was just kind of playing dirty the whole time. But, you know, you got to kind of have those strengths <laughs> to overlap. Yeah, yeah, he was the muscle. The muscle. Yeah, the, the, the he has like a blocker type, I yeah. think, is what he was yeah. doing. Yeah. It's it's good. It's good. I, I I like that episode. I think that there was a lot of good stuff going on in this one. And and honestly, I I'm I'm happy that we're doing this one for episode five because it's like we've been. <laughs> it, I get a great catharsis out of doing this with you guys. I think it's great, and and I hope that we get more guest contributors and stuff, and and do some other talk about problematic things. But it's honestly really nice just to watch something that's like doesn't make me cringe the entire time that we're watching it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're actually like kind of like delving into the weeds and kind of like going at it with a fine comb sort of stuff yeah. instead of just like, well, that's a problem, put it to the side. Yeah. Up, oh, that's another problem, put yeah. that to the side. Yeah. yeah. Well, and since we've been doing and like this, the, with this too, like they will, they'll have things that show up in it that are problematic, and it's like, yeah, and the show recognizes it as problematic, and you know, is like, yeah, this is this is an issue, you know, yeah, like her right. when you know she's um, trying to like exploit the femininity, and then she looks at the mirror and she's like, wait, that's not right, you know. When you yeah. have the, uh, the the makeup artist who says, you know, my boyfriend was horrified when I got my license. Lois has a look of horror on her face that the boyfriend's like that, you yeah. know. They don't, um, right. they they don't treat bad things that are normalized like they should be normalized. And I, I want to so talk about that, about the it. idea that they, so often, the solution, you, you said that they present something that's problematic, and they they declare that it's problematic or insinuate that it is, but so often the resolution to the problematic thing is Lois having to 
decline advancement in her life. Like, mm-hmm. like so many times, just like in this episode, this happens in so many of these yeah. episodes, though. She's faced with the conundrum. I have to either turn down my values or my convictions or take a better standing in life. And so many so many times I think a lot of working class people are faced with that. Like they have to decide whether they want to discard their scruples so that they can give their their kids, you know, a better and life. Spend time with their kids. Yeah, and, and you can't you can't really blame anybody for doing that. But I love that the show makes Lois this strong character that's like, you know, I'm not gonna do that. Like I I I know that it's gonna be harder for me and I know that I'm gonna have to bridge the gaps financially and that we're going to struggle for it, but I can't accept a world in which this is the way that we get to move forward, that we get to advance, you know? And I don't know, I got mad respect for the for the showrunners kind of pushing that idea. Yeah. No, I do kind of want to mention, though, because we're, we're, we're doing a lot of praising, though, but um, I, I kind of was going through a mental checklist, and um, you guys watched more of the show than, than I have. I've, I've only seen bits and pieces. Um, do they ever address any um, issues with um, uh, black people or um, LGBT, etc.? So there. Uh, I think so. He has uh, Malcolm's. Uh, I think Malcolm's closest friend is. Uh, yeah. Stevie. Uh, yeah, Malcolm's uh, friend, a disabled African American kid. Yeah, and also uh, Stevie's dad and Stevie's parents. Stevie's dad becomes Hal's friend at one, some point in the series, and they get into a poker game, and they kind of do. They kind of do in one episode a uh, they set they set the gag up like everybody he's in a, he goes to the poker game and everybody at the game is black except for Hal and they they kind of treat him differently and stuff like that and they set up the gag like you expect that Hal's gonna say like you're you're treating me differently because I'm white you know and he confronts he confronts uh, Abe and says you're treating me different because I'm not a professional poker player or something like that, you know, and it's it just completely flips the thing on its edge because you you're, you're you're expecting that he's gonna say something reverse racist or whatever, you know, however you want to describe that, you know, sort of thing. So they do address it. I you know we'd have to actually sit and discuss it and watch it. And I again I'd like to watch yeah. some of those episodes with a black guy and see or a black lady and see how they, you know perceive the way that their characters are presented and stuff because it's you know i obviously i can't speak to that experience so. uh, i have to i i don't remember i don't have any, it's been a few years since i watched the show and i don't know if i've ever seen the entire series all the way through so i don't know if it has any uh lgbt representation on it i know i don't think any of the main characters uh were the, the main characters are still pretty typical which mm-hmm. i know is kind of part of the point but it's also you know I honestly can't remember. I've I've watched through the third or fourth season, and I nothing stands out to me as you know a proper representation or 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 commentary or anything like that. I think it's just I I just think it's it's not really stated in the show as far as I can remember. But yeah. if I find one, I'll put it on the list, and maybe we can take a look at it again. Once again, had a blast. This one was a great episode. I um, uh, I think this one was a really good one to do. Episode 5 one. Looking forward to doing more. Be ready to do one again next week. And we'll keep an eye out for guest contributors. We'll see. We got that that uh, that email address, thehedgepod at gmail.com, um, for ideas for shows. Looking forward to it. Y'all take care. All right. Bye.
good one.